You know what, Sam? What? Just one more week. That's right. Coming to you from the heart of Kane's country, this is the Kaniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes, hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we are back with another episode of the Kaniac Report. We hope you have had a good Week uh, Canes. They haven't had a good week. They, the Hurricanes have been bad. They have. Well, we've won. <laughs> we've won one game this past week, and we will get to that. But first, we're going to get to um, mainly. This is all pretty much Canes news, except for the very first part is more um, along the lines Housekeeping. of hockey in the triangle news. Because I do want to talk about that. So. Um, like I said, first we can do housekeeping. Housekeeping for the podcast. Oh, yeah, we could do that. That's right. So we're going to do that first. So uh, down the stretch, we're going to do things a little differently because, well, you know, the playoffs are coming up. And given what the Hurricanes did to themselves today, they're in a little bit of precarious situation. So to win the division, they need to win out. So each of these last three games are important. And that's, again, assuming if the Devils win out, of course. Um, So each of these next three games are important. And... We believe there's no point in talking about them at the end of the week. So after each game, we're going to come out with a podcast every night this week after a Hurricanes game. So uh, Monday night, we will record one, Tuesday night, and then Thursday night. And, and then, they'll come out on the previous, yeah. di- on the next day. Yep. So Monday night, we'll record, drop it Tuesday. Tuesday night, we'll record, drop it Wednesday. Thursday night, we'll record, drop it third Friday. Yeah. Friday. Yes. So that Monday we can focus on the preview for the first round of the playoffs because yes. we know the Hurricanes at least are getting to the first round. Yes, Hurricanes will be in the playoffs. They are in the playoffs. They still have not clinched home ice in the first round. They need to win a singular game to do that. So if you just won home ice in the first round, you just want them to win one game. If you want them to win the division. They need to win three. Um, we'll talk about the standings later, but that's just a little bit of housekeeping. And then for the playoffs, we're going to continue the same process. It's going to be record after each game. And then, fortunately, there, that's every other night, so it's not something we have to do every day. Um, record after each episode in the playoffs, and then after each round, we'll have like a main episode that just kind of previews the the fault the next round coming up in a recap in general of the last round of what we think that's if carolina even gets to the next round we don't know there is no telling when he gets to the playoffs you never know someone might they, they literally might turn it on they could also just go and quietly into the night but that's the same with every team we saw what happened to the tampa bay lightnings tampa bay lightning the year they were the best team in the national hockey league and they were unable to uh to get past Columbus. So anything can happen in the playoffs, we'll see. But it's very important to know the Hurricanes are still in control of their destiny, which is why we're going to be talking about each of these games after each of these games because they're just that important to the team. Yes. So that's what we'll be doing moving forward. Uh, the first th- news, though, we'll get, we're, we're, what, this is what we're going to get to, is that Five Hole Sports closes down in the, tri- in the Triangle area. Um, this kind of, uh, 
weighed a little bit on my heart when I uh, saw the news because I used to work for Five Hole Sports for a brief period of time. I like to thank Andrew, Nick, and the and all the people that I worked with for giving me this opportunity to work at Five Hole Sports as it's uh, no longer going to be um, a thing in the triangle. I think it's going to be pure hockey now in the triangle. So it's a lot of memories and end of an era, Sam. I know you um, got a couple of hockey equipment. Yeah, when I uh, when I first started to play, I got my skates there, my goalie skates, so not even just regular goalie. And I got my goalie mask there too, so um, I still have both. Uh, yeah, I still own, own both of those things. So yeah, it's you know it is. They're, they're great it is, people. So. Yeah, I mean you know it's just part of it, right? It's just part of how the bigger you know brand is going to come in and take it over. So uh, at some point that was going to happen, unfortunately. But uh, don't worry, people will still be able to get hockey equipment in the triangle. It just won't be owned by a more local organization anymore. Yes, so, uh, yeah, so thank you um, to everybody involved at Fightful for giving me the opportunity to work alongside you guys. So, uh, the next news that we're going to get to is that the Canes and 99.9 The Fan have actually signed a three-year contract extension this past week. Good. Which is great, because they have to be on there. It's, I mean, 99.9 The Fan, I mean. Where else are they going <laughs> to simulcast the games on the radio? So I guess you knew that was going to happen. But Yes, and it's the biggest sports radio in the triangle. Yeah, so I'm, I'm happy because Adam Gold, uh, Joe Chilio, Joe Ovius, they all talk about the Hurricanes on their shows. Um, and let's see, Dennis Cox, all these people. So, you know, congrats to all of them for getting to talk about the Hurricanes more. Adam Gold gets to keep doing this. I'm guessing probably might have something to do with the podcast. I don't know. But um, I'm glad that that core group of folks gets to keep talking about the Hurricanes because, honestly, that's where you get a lot of your conversations about the Hurricanes. It's really still on sports radio, not as much on TV. You get that during the games, but... Uh, you get your in-depth analysis and in-depth conversation about the Hurricanes from, you know, Adam, Joe, and Joe, so. Yeah, and it's mainly because of just Adam's connections with the team that they probably got this extension because he's friends with Brenda Moore. He's friends with multiple people, part of the Canes organization. I mean, it's completely understandable and why they have that contract in place. Yeah, and uh, shout out to Adam Gold to 25 years uh, yes. of excellence. 25 years of excellence in the state of North Carolina. So very happy. He's earned uh, every year. Been awesome. He's been uh, he's a good friend of the podcast. So uh, congrats on 25 years and hopefully for a lot more and a great analysis. Yes, so thank you so much, Adam. Uh, and that's bit of news is that the Canes release the playoff tickets for sale. And Sam, I know you wanted to talk about the geo restrictions for the tickets. Yeah. Because uh, we released a couple of surveys on our Twitter that we found were interesting. Yeah. For the results. So the reason why I did this is, you know, and they were done, honestly, if I'm being honest with you, at games where we were playing a team that would you know had the ability to come in and 
really their fans show up and their fans travel. So let's just talk about when you look at the Rangers. We'll, we'll look at Carolina and Florida. Just two examples of teams were in Arizona. Carolina, Florida, Arizona. I want to add the third. Where you are in a position where a lot of times those markets, their tickets are affordable. So they're a lot cheaper than, you know, MSG in uh, New Jersey and uh, Toronto, Pittsburgh. Those those markets have much higher priced tickets. So I put out a survey for the playoffs. So we pose this question to the Kaniacs. Do you impose geo restrictions on ticket purchasing in the playoffs again? It had a great effect. I, I mean, it looked like for the Bruins. I don't remember if we did it for the Bruins, honestly. I know we did it for the Rangers series. But 90% to 10% said yes, impose the geo restrictions for the playoffs. 48 voted. That surprised me. I didn't expect it to be that lopsided. Well, I think it's because like home ice in the playoffs, especially for the Hurricanes, matters a great deal. Matters a great deal. So I understand um, just that com- huge comparison there. Yeah, because if you go to games, if you've been to games throughout the years, you know the Rangers fans show up, and of course, don't not gonna lie, a lot of that has to do with. Um, carry there's a lot of people from new york pittsburgh everywhere up north they live in the triangle so that's not unusual i heard carry and wake forest so there you go yeah for sure so you want to and of course they're going to come because i live in the area that you can't do anything about that um i believe in restricting a lot more things i believe in not allowing opposing team signs in your building at all you see them you tear them up you tell them they can't come in I believe in restricting jerseys worn in different sections of the arena. So Hurricanes colors are sucks for you. Take your jersey off. Um, that's my opinion. I don't know. I don't think you agree with me on that, but I believe that more because I don't know, I'm just sick of the blue shirts, really, and, and the black and gold invading, both from Boston's black and gold and Pittsburgh's black and gold, invading North Carolina all the time. Um, but they travel. So Bruins and Rangers fans probably do it the best. They travel from New York. When I went to the Rangers game, um, or the, is it the Rangers game? I think the Boston game. Boston game, my person behind me saying they were from Boston. Heard him saying that. So Boston fans travel too. Boston and Rangers fans probably travel the best because their tickets are so expensive. Um, so they will travel here for the game. So Carolina, should they pose geo restrictions for the playoffs? Yes. I, I agree with that yes. too. Now you released, um, another poll, I did. right? Wasn't that just for the regular season? So I, I did right? that. I said, so in the tweet, I said, so we clearly want to take it to geo restricted for the playoffs. If people whine, cry, and complain about that, grow up. Um, so teams like the uh, At Canes and At Florida Panthers suffer from opposing teams, fans traveling. They do because the tickets in these play markets aren't as high as they are at MSG and other arenas. Should the geo restrictions be implemented for the regular season too? This one was a lot closer, but again, also had more votes, 57 votes. Yes, still won, 56% to 44%. Again, I agree. With That's a lot result. tighter. 
a lot tighter. This is kind of what I thought might be there. Maybe some Rangers fans decided to vote on the poll. May, I don't know if this was all Hurricanes fans. We just put it out there to see what people would say. I support Jew restrictions, period. Again, I'm all for restricting it anyway because after a while, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a season ticket holder. I don't want to go to Rangers games because it's miserable. Unless you win, you're miserable. Because you're surrounded by blue shirt rags fans, and I can't, <laughs> it's annoying. And Bruins fans, and you gotta listen to their well, accents. It's, all it's game. the fact that they're in. And if they wanna the make fun of business. the Southern people's accents, do you hear yourself? Remember back in 2019 when, when uh, was it, Chip Alexander went on a Bruins radio show and got oh, made fun yeah, of their accents? Do, you, do you guys not know that you guys sound funny? Do you think Southerners want to hear you talk about hockey nonstop the whole game? Because I had an idiot behind me for one of those games who would not shut up. And he was from New York. I had to hear the accent all game long. Oh my God. <laughs> Please, for the love of all that is holy, geo-restrict for the regular season to keep these New Yorkers out of our building. Unless they live here, nothing you can do about that. But at least keep the people who still live up in there out. <laughs> Gotta do something. Season ticket holders are... are the, Your bread and butter for what makes you money are getting annoyed with with how many how, how well these these people travel, so... For the playoffs, like if it doesn't happen for the regular season, it's not like I won't understand. I kind of expect it never to. But for the playoffs, round one, don't care who you play, implement it. I agree with you on the playoffs. I don't agree with you with regular season. But, I mean, it is a topic that does get brought up quite a bit, especially during the playoffs when um, the play intensifies a lot. So, yeah, it's it's interesting seeing those results. It really yeah. is. Yeah, but it looks like, in general, the consensus is geo-restrictions, a yes for the playoffs, a yes for the regular season, but very much so for the playoffs. There's only a few people who said no for the playoffs. So you, you definitely... And the, at, I, I expect them to. They did it last year, so it was more of a see what the opinion is. But, yeah, you need to geo-restrict for the playoffs. You cannot... Let people from New York buy tickets. Yes. So uh, the next bit of news that we're going to get to is that the Canes released their 25th anniversary team. Sam, I remember the first thing that I saw from you <laughs> was, why is Chad LaRose not on the team? Which gave me a laugh because I thought that was so fun. Well, so when I did this, when I voted, I chose to not, I didn't pick Aho or Svechnikov, any current Hurricane did not pick them. I don't think they should have been included anyway. Because um, I understand Aho because he's been with the tw team for quite some time. I chose to go with players from the past when I created the team. I just love Chad LaRose. and Stahl and Jordan Stahl. Jordan Stahl would probably be the only one I would consider qualified to be it there. But I just love, love, love Chad LaRose. So everything about Chad LaRose, I've always loved Chad LaRose. He's funny. He's kind of like your heart and soul kind of guy. Uh, always out there grinding hard to, to try to get uh, draw penalties. And he, he had some good seasons, too, where he put up some points. So uh, 
I was sad he wasn't on there. I love Rosie. Yes. So, um, I mean, I'm looking through the team. Was there any players that kind of surprised you on there? I don't think so. Uh, not really. To me, the player I was just a little surprised on, and I'm, and I mean, he's been with us for, um. I mean, he's the current player, but to me, it was Tara Vinan. I was a little surprised they put him on there. So I'm due, due to because the fact that he's not having the best season. Obviously, I'm not surprised um, because a lot of younger fans really like Tara Vinan, so they probably voted for him problem with making a 25 anniversary up to the fans is a lot of the people who have been a fan of this team for many many years are older now and might not vote where the generation that's on the computer to vote now is this one which is why you know Aho, Svechnikov, Teravainen uh, yeah, of all of the ones who are on it I think Teravainen is least deserving um, maybe Svechnikov again. You're like, oh my god, Svechnikov. Well, well, Svechnikov, I think is just more dynamic than Teravainen is, and I think every, I think almost every fan will probably say, I could be wrong, that Svechnikov is more of a overall, I think, a better player, or at least I think you could argue it than Teravainen is. Yeah, I think so. I think that's fair. So. But, I mean, all the other players that I see, I totally understand. Eric Stahl, Brendan Moore, Eric Cole, Jeff O'Neill, Ray Whitney, Brett Hedekin, Tim Gleason, Justin Falk, I mean. Did you say Glenn Wesley? Glenn Wesley is on there. Okay. Yes. I was about to say, yo, he's got a banner. He should be on the team. <laughs> yes. Glenn Wesley is on there. And so, I think yeah. the goalies were Cam Ward and Kidd? Or and Urbe? Archers Urbe. Urbe. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I was like, oh man, not Weeks, but... And just for the record, Kevin Weeks is not a good announcer. No, 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 not a good play-by-play. Good analyst, yes, good play-by-play. Good Lord, for the sake of your viewers and for the sake of everything else, do not let the man do play-by-play. PK is a great color, and Kevin Weeks is a good analyst, but... They are not. He is not. Oh, doing play by play for hockey, you have to be pretty skillful. And yes, it does take practice, obviously. But I mean, it's it's something. (laughs) Yeah, he he wasn't good at all. I like both of these. I like PK is funny, and Kevin Weeks is a great analyst and great insider. But and look, I love I love uh uh. Elliot Friedman, I don't want him to play by play. Oh, that'd be funny though. You know, <laughs> it, it really would. <laughs> and I mean, it's just one of those, you know, one of those things where just don't. I I get it, but don't. <laughs> like they're not good. I'd rather have uh, Butchergrass and anyone else. At least they're better at the job. They might not like the Hurricanes, but they're better at the job. Granted, there was nothing good to talk about for the game for the Hurricanes no, this last time. And, so. but, but we'll get to that. So uh, the last piece of news we do want to talk about, though, is that, and this is to me just a gr- just great to see, 
is that both Svesh and Patch Ready, as you saw on the Hurricanes social media, they got banners with comments of the fans to help them get better um, to recovery. And I want to thank um, that the Daily Kaylee on Twitter for organizing this stuff because I think that's just a great um, thing to do. And, 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 it, and, it, and little things like that just shows how great Hurricanes community can be. So I was really happy she organized this and the players finally got those banners. They looked really happy. So I was really happy. I'm 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 just gonna Yeah, that was great for sure. Um uh and what I love to say about that too, it's awesome for you have a I'm gonna show you, you know a tale of two players, right? Jake Gardner, Max Pacioretty, both out for a while. Jake Gardner isn't anywhere around the team. He hasn't been for over a year, two years now, right? Nowhere near the team. That's fine. He knows he knew he was never gonna play again. Pacioretty is around the team, which makes you wonder if he's gonna resign. But I just don't know if I think the main thing is gonna be the price tag. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, Carolina can probably get him at a good price because he's gonna. I think he wants to play, which is why he's around the team, and I think he wants them to do well. So I think Pacioretty comes back to Carolina. Um, I think there's a. I think that he he might feel there's unfinished business with this organization. Um, so I w- I would love to see him come back and play. And the I, question I, is, is if he can be healthy. No, I mean I think you sign him. I think Max at a four one by four. Because worst case scenario, you LTI are the guy. I so. wouldn't give him four million. I just wouldn't. I give him maybe three and a half. I'd give him four because again, worst case, he gets hurt. You LTI him, you get your four million back. So yeah, I, I think I think regardless with Patcheretti, it's a low risk, high reward thing. I wouldn't go up a four, but you know you have a lot of cap this off season, and to make moves, hovering at the one um, the one year mark. So I mean. You have the money to go get someone. I, I the Hurricanes will not be able to sign a free agent that will do something great for them. The best free agent available is Tarasenko, and that's assuming the Rangers don't want it. Well, I haven't really delved into the free agents that are going to be upcoming for this year. So, I mean, Tarasenko, he's definitely going to be a highlight in the free agent market, but uh, there might be more. I don't know. So, um. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting with Pacioretty. Uh, now we will get to the games, but before we do get to the games, let's go to our sponsor for this episode. From tea to green, the best place to go to get in on all the action happening on the links is DraftKings Sportsbook. This week, new customers will receive an odds boost to add plus 1000 to any pre-tournament wager up to $10 on any golfer to win. So, for example, if you are a new customer and you see a golfer to win the tournament at plus 1,000 odds, DraftKings will boost that golfer to plus 2,000 odds for your shot at a bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odd boosts on all tournament long. So be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day before the tournament starts to see what they have in store. I know while watching the Masters, I've been rooting for Russell Henley. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and boost your odds during this weekend's tournament. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, uh, the Senators game, the only game that we have won this past week, Sam. And you were at that game. It was Jarvis Bobblehead night. I was. It was fun. Uh, I um, I got to sit close to the glass. So that was pretty cool. Um, I thought that game was going to go a lot differently than it did. Really? Yeah. I mean, after the Hurricanes scored two quick ones from, you know, early in the first from KK and, and Shea, uh, and Shea had two points. <clears throat> so that was, you know, awesome. And so did KK and Nason. So KK, Nason, and Shea all had two points. Yeah, after the first period. Yeah, that that, that was very interesting first period. Uh, KK he gets the first goal from uh, Shea Nason, and I believe it was a tip too, wasn't it? It might have been from Shea shot. Yeah, I think that's correct. I was on the other end, close to the glass, so all I'm watching is the screen. So, um, yeah, I think that would be right. So a Shea blast, KK tip, um, and then a Shea blast goes un impeded i think that one was on the power play very end of the power play um well wasn't the shea goal the goal that you told me that they might have challenged for the high stick yeah mm-hmm. okay yes. yeah it was the end of the power play they challenged for the high stick there was nothing there so that was a really stupid power play but carolina didn't that carolina could have put the game away in the first period but they didn't the power play just was not good again consistent theme for this week Carolina's power play, not good at all. No, it was not. Uh, but uh, we, I do notice in this game that Ranta, he's in net. And unfortunately, in the second period, um, Ottawa gets a goal. It's Giroux scoring to make it 2-1. to one. And that's when, oh boy, you get a little bit nervous because Ottawa, they have the firepower. Yep. They could tie it. And they eventually do in the third period. But another thing happened in that second period, too, in the fact that Kane's got a five-on-three power play. Now, that second penalty that made it a five-on-three, uh, that was actually not a penalty at all, actually. <laughs> but we got the benefit of the doubt on that. But the Canes could not convert. And when it comes to five-on-three, you have got to convert and to be honest, I thought that was the tipping point of the game because after that, I think Ottawa got a lot more aggressive, got a lot more nastier with, with the puck and really kind of drove the game after that. And well into the third period, it was Kachuk who got a power play goal. And he was all alone out in front. I don't blame Ronta on probably... Either of the goals. No, no, they were. I mean, there was nothing he was going to do on that Giroud tapping. I mean, it was just a great goal. And then the Chishuk goal, same thing. It's a power play goal. I'm not going to blame the goaltender when your defense just was just not paying attention at all. So, of course, you would like Ronta to stop it, but Ronta's been so good. I'm not going to go out there and start to criticize him when he's actually played very well this year. He's been our best goalie in regards to stats, in regards to play. So every goaltender's allowed a bad one. I don't think any of these are, though. So Yes, and it goes into overtime. Us Canes fans are re- really worried when it goes into overtime. But at least we had gotten the point. 
But at, at least we got the point. Yes. And it is Natchez scoring. Great goal. Um, I, I believe he, I think it was a, wasn't it a pass to Natchez or I can't remember. Yeah, it was a pass to Natchez and he just ripped it top shelf. Yes. I was like right there, like on the glass in front of that shot. So that was really cool. <laughs> oh, I bet it was. But yeah, a great win and a great bobblehead to take with you who, who looks like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, great, great win. And then we get to... Oh, and the other thing I wanted to mention, because we always rag on the officiating for being bad against us. Mm -hmm. I thought the officials... Some fans booed the officials in the Ottawa game, but I I thought it was a... If you want to say the officials were biased toward anyone, it was probably Carolina. Because they had a couple of things that they called against Ottawa that I was like... Oh boy. And after Carolina got like six minutes of straight power plays in the first, I'm like, they're going to call something on us. If it's ticky tack, it's ticky tack, but they got to find something. So I, I want to give it the, the, the officiating in that game. They weren't great, but they gave, I mean, you know, I, like I said, I'm going to be fair. I thought the officials were pretty much so more generous to Carolina in that game. I mean, I think there were some bad calls on both sides for a couple of things. I thought the I thought the puck out of the gla over the glass uh, delay game that they called on Ottawa was like, yeah, really, yeah. I was surprised by that too. But I mean, I kind of think officiating kind of evens itself out as long as you try to be consistent because you're never going to be a hundred percent perfect as an official. Um, but I think they kind of even themselves out. If you remember, I, I can't remember which Ottawa player it was, but they kind of, I think, boarded Jesper Faust, if you remember, and there was no call there. So, I mean, it's just one of those things where it, it eventually evens itself out. Yeah, my only my complaint about that game would have been, I think maybe the officials could have lost control of it the way it was starting to go. And when you call penalties on everything, the flow of the game kind of starts to have issues but um again you know it just draws to the point the hurricanes power play was almost a story again in this game you had almost six straight minutes of power play time and you only get one i feel like that's not good enough and then you get a five on three you don't score i feel like that's not good enough so it was almost a story fortunately it wasn't in this game no, it wasn't. Um, Canes win, and again, special teams. Did, I mean, Ottawa did get a power play goal, and it seems like our PK. If you notice in the, all these games, the other team has gotten at least one power play goal, which is interesting. Which isn't good, and it's not good either. So, but fortunately, in the Ottawa game, we also scored a power play goal. So that evened itself out there. We each got we exchanged power play goals. So I will take that. Yes, but we just can't give up one and not get one ourselves. Exactly, and that's what happened. As we'll get into the national game of the Predators. I mean, we get shut out three to nothing. Three to nothing. First period, it was absolutely deflating in the first like five minutes. Carolina gets power play. We let a shorthanded goal. Honestly, I won't lie. I thought to myself, that's the game. I didn't think to me that was the game, but I thought it was the McCarron goal, the second goal, 
that kind of it, from an impossible angle. He shoots it on Anderson. He started the game against Nashville. It goes in off the skate and in. Now I think that was one of those scenes where I think Brady Shea could have defended better, obviously. But Anderson, you need to be. He needs to be priming ready. You can't let in soft goals. If you let in soft goals in the playoffs, you're done. Yeah, in my opinion. You can't let in stuff like that. And I feel like a game like that. And look, uh, in the Ottawa game, I I feel like. Ronta was unbelievable. I feel like in the Sabres game, I really don't blame Ronta for any of those goals. They were just really good, hardworking goals. Because sometimes they score, and it's not your goalie's fault. He wasn't going to do anything about it. Well, maybe, I mean, we'll get to the Sabres game. Maybe the last goal. It's Tage Thompson, man. (laughs) It's Tage Thompson Thompson with a rocket. I'm not, I'm not, it's hard there for me to do that. But, uh... (laughs) It's just Anderson lets in soft goals, and then he makes a ridiculous save. But I will make the argument that the soft goals matter more than the big saves. They do. Because right now, the way Carolina has to play, they have, they have to, to win 2-1. Two to one. Two yes. nothing, one nothing. That's what they need because their offense is not good. Their offense wasn't going to be good whether Svechnikov got hurt or not. They brought in Max Pacioretty and Andre Kasha, and Adam Gold will echo this same sentiment. They brought in Max Pacioretty and Andre Kasha to score goals. They did not, and they chose not to remedy that at the deadline. No, they didn't. I'm not talking about the Svechnikov injury. That has nothing to do with it. My opinion on this has not changed. I believed at the deadline, if Carolina did not acquire goal scoring, it would be the death of them in the playoffs. I still believe that. They needed to go out and make a move, whether that was to give Blues whatever they wanted for Tarasenko, to give the Devil, uh, the Sharks whatever they wanted for Timo Meyer. It was to make the move, to really make that happen. Right, because one, if you get Timo Meyer, you can extend him, and I believe that would have happened if Carolina made that deal. So the question is again: Well, they won the game, and I tweeted the stat. Right, the Mm -hmm. four out of was it was fourteen or fifteen games where Carolina got shut out. It's not acceptable. No, it's not, and I mean two at home. Yes, and Don Waddell and Eratolski, they're going to echo the fact that well, we don't like trading. A first-round pick for a rental. Don't there's make it a rental. To, Extend them. I mean, I realize that you have a big year and a couple years and all that type of stuff. But my whole thing is this. There's risk with any player you pick up, regardless of the contract or not. I mean, there's a risk when you sign Jake Gardner to a four-year deal. Look at how that worked out. <laughs> There's a risk there, and unfortunately, it didn't pay off. So I don't really want to hear this, well, we don't like taking that uncertain risk. There's risk with every player regardless of contract situation. And you can also mitigate some of these risks by getting a player like Timo Meyer, Younger dude, extend him. You're You're going to get some play out of him. And I just, again, if you get Timo Meyer. 
it does it replaces the patch you ready thing but it gives you something for if you have injuries right so what if Aho goes down, Svechnikov goes down, Teravina goes down, Natchez goes down, bringing in Timo Meyer helps to mitigate that loss and gives you a fighting chance, right? It is a way to help protect your team from being down a top six and having nothing. Because the Hurricanes made no moves to address top six, right? So now, yes, Sepulio Yarvi is playing in your top six. That's fine. He's a hard worker. That line played great against Buffalo. I have actually no complaints about it. But wouldn't you rather have Timo Meyer in your top six? Oh, yeah, I would, too. But the thing is, is that when it came to trade deadline day, I thought the Hurricanes kind of put themselves in the corner to not really do much. So, I mean, like, I would have liked Timo Meyer. I really would have. But if they had gotten at least somewhat of a top nine forward, at least someone who has a track record, Bertuzzi. Of scoring goals. Bertuzzi. They could have made they that could deal. Have, they could have, they I could saw have what done Boston did. Like we that. could have done that. Yeah. We could have done more than that and been fine. So I don't understand why that wasn't done. Which is why, I mean, if the games get eliminated, I'm not going to, I can't blame a lot on Brendo Moore as a coach. I would like to see to him Waddell stop shuffling. I would like to see him stop shuffling these last three. I want to see the, the lineup that will be the lineup for game one. Well, I think that's what he's trying. I think the reason why he's shuffling is so he can see who can play good with who when it comes to the playoffs. I think that's what he's trying to do. Yeah. Um, I also think you need to start Ronta two of these last three. Um, Because right now it's the way the math will work out is these last three. Anderson's going to get two of the three. I start Ronta Monday. Interesting. And Anderson, Tuesday, Ronta, Thursday. Because right now, I don't know how you can argue Freddie should be your, your game one starter. Yeah, I, I agree you with you If you choose to that. start him and you lose, that's on you as a coach that you chose to start Anderson, especially if he continues to not play good. Now, maybe they start Anderson all three and he just shows up. Maybe he shows up in the playoffs, but you're also talking about a goalie who in his career hasn't shown up in the playoffs. So we'll see, but yeah, it's just, again, it's an example of a game where Carolina got out goalied. Yes. And honestly, matchups in the series that you're about to play Rangers. If you play the Rangers, Shostarkin. Oh, good Lord. He's better than anyone we have. What if it's Sorokin, the Islanders? That's not good. No, but I think that Islanders game kind of showed us the blueprints of what it's going to be like yeah. in the playoffs. The benefit of playing the Islanders is their 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 whole team is constructed similar to ours. So, and I think Hurricanes have a better bottom six, which is where our offense will probably come from in that series. And I think the top six might be relatively even. So yeah, then, yeah, it, it it really could. And the right, and I think the Islanders are a little banged up right now. Um, but what if you play the Panthers and they have Bobrovsky and Knight? I know I think they're hurt right now, but what if they're back and they're ready to go? Oh boy. <laughs> Alex Lyon also, Hurricanes fans know him. He's playing pretty good right now for Florida. Yes, he is. But I mean, goaltending has been a problem in the last several months and honestly, most of the season. It has been concerning. Carolina was able to outscore their problems because they were 
getting goals. But now they're not. Yeah. So, and I mean, it, it just shows in this Nashville game. Now, I mean, after those two goals, I, Carolina, I thought they played very well yeah. for the rest of that first period, but it didn't show. They played typical Carolina Hurricanes hockey. They outshot the Predators. They outplayed the Predators. Had nothing to show for it. Yeah, they had nothing they to had show for They had a couple goals called back. You and I don't agree. I don't feel like it was goalie interference. You do. I feel like Saros initiated. You think he's skating through the crease. I feel like the Predators player cut him off, so he didn't have a choice. Well, there uh, was an opening right next to Natchez who just literally just skate out. But he just I, slashed I through the crease. So I just like, eh. I... And the other goal, of course, it's not a goal according to the rule book as written, but I think that's a stupid rule. That means your goalie can be lazy and choose not to Yeah, that's action. a rule book problem, not really an officiating problem. No, that's just reality. It's not going to count. Yeah, it's not going to count. But, I mean, I I doubt it's going to be changed because we know how NHL executives are. They're not going to do anything unless you force them to um, when it comes to rule book changes. But, I mean, that says more about the goaltender letting something in at the halfway point than it does about those players being offsides. Yeah, so that's the problem there. That 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 goal should count. That should have counted. You cannot let Saros off the hook just because you're offsides. So, exactly. And I don't, think, I don't think it should be a problem. You shot the puck from outside the blue line. I don't think that should have affected the the goal, but... And I mean, offense yeah, sells, rules, though, so yeah. maybe they should change it. Yeah, and but at the end of the day, rules are rule on that one, and the issue with goaltender interference is it's ambiguous, and that's also a rule book problem. That's yeah, why it, you and I is. can disagree on the call, and we both can be right, <laughs> because if my officiating crew is on there, I allow the goal. If yours is, you probably call it back. That's the problem. It's very ambiguous, so. Yeah, it is. So, uh, let's get into the last game, which is the Sabres game. That was gut-wrenching. It hurt. It was painful. It, the last painful game other than that was probably the loss at Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, this one hurt. Um, we just watched it, um, and it was frustrating. To, to to go through that, uh, you know, Jeff Skinner makes a great play. Middlestat takes a one nothing lead, and you and I are both like, mm. yeah. And Ronta's back in net, and Ronta, out. And I don't blame Ronta on that goal. It was a great play, defensive breakdown, good play by Skinner, good deke by Middlestat. What are you gonna do? Yeah, and I actually thought most of these goals actually to me show just how good offensively Buffalo is than it is. I mean, yeah. Buffalo, could, the, could the Hurricanes have done better on those goals? Maybe. But they're very... I mean, the uh, I believe it was the the second middle stack goal where Darlene, he just walks yep. two of our players. Yep. Like that, to me, that just says more about how good they are than how bad we were in that play. So, yeah. I mean, Buffalo, in my opinion, I feel like Kevin Adams is trying to create a team similar to the Colorado Avalanche where their goal is to outscore their problems. Um, and it can work. It can be a legitimate path to go. Uh, Buffalo is two points out of the playoff spot. I thought they were three. Actually, they might be three. Um, they are... Because I know they have 85 points now. I'm sorry. After the win. They are four points out of a playoff spot. Oh, they're spot. four. Okay. With a game in hand. 
So it could be interesting for Buffalo. So they win. They're two points out. They got to have, in the last three games, they need the Islanders or the Panthers to lose a game. Buffalo wins out. Islanders or Panthers lose a game. Buffalo can still get into the playoffs. So it's interesting. Uh, Buffalo's in a place where they needed to win this game. They desperately needed to win this game. Uh, they are the most that they can get right now is let's see it's two and two so eight uh thirteen so they can get ninety three points. Yeah, and Buffalo they needed this game as much as we needed it. So the importance is on the same level for both teams. But I mean Carolina, I mean I I think as a Canes fan you might be a little bit happy they got three goals but you didn't win. Yep. Which uh, is Adam, it's funny, Adam Gold said in his Canes Corner the other night that Carolina probably need to score five goals to win the game because that's how Buffalo plays. Guess what happens if the Hurricanes scored five goals? They probably win. They probably win if Natchez buries the one in the third period. And that was to, that was to me what sealed the game because the rest of the game after that, Buffalo just locked it down. They did. Carolina couldn't get any offensive Presence. Now, they had a power play later, but they couldn't do anything. Again, power play. Well, the, honestly, they just lose on special teams altogether. They allow a power play goal, and they couldn't get a power play goal. Pretty much. It was a problem. Special yeah. teams is a big problem right now for the Hurricanes. Their power play is not good. And their penalty kill is starting to not be as good because you look at these past three games, They've allowed a power play goal each in the last three games. And now it's not a problem if you two are scoring them. So if you get one, you give up one, it cancels each other out, not a big deal. But if you aren't scoring them and you're allowing them, that's a big old problem. So that's a problem. And then Tage Thompson, again, Nate just misses it. Thompson buries it. And that's it. That's 4-3 final. I, uh, I love the fact that Carolina didn't allow... An empty net goal. I thought that I thought they stifled Buffalo, but I also didn't see any urgency in the last two minutes of the game from the from the Hurricanes. No, I didn't either. But there, there, I think there is some good things to come out of this game. I thought the Aho, Teravine, and Puliyarvi line. I thought that was really good. Aho got a goal. It was a great um, goal that where all three players contributed. Yeah. Great passes from Puyarvi to Teravine, Teravine into Aho to get the goal. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it was a great tic-tac-toe play. I, I really liked the Kokinemi line. Uh, those were your two best forward lines. I didn't, I mean, other than the goal, I wasn't a big fan of the stall line. And I really didn't like the fourth line tonight. It that's was rare. Staz, it was Stasny, Stepan, and Drury, right? Yeah. And I yeah. rarely don't like either of those two lines. I guess they scored for the third well, line. Yeah. So your top three lines score, but I really didn't think the fourth line was effective tonight. Well, I think it shows that having Nason out, I mean, you, you could tell. I, I, I thought I could tell. Nason being out, I think, a little bit hurt this team. Because he shows some feistiness. A little bit of a Brock McGinn type yeah. of player. And you need to hope that that injury is mild as mild can be. And this was a precaution. Because, again, we're in the playoffs. So if you get to a point where you've got 
players that are banged up, you have to, you do need to make a conscience to sh- a conscious decision. If they're banged up enough, you have to decide. Okay, win the division, get more hurt. I, I listen. I love. I love. I. I. I would love to win the division, but Stay I'd healthy. rather go into the playoffs staying healthy than I would of trying to risk it to just win the division. Yeah, stay healthy. So the decision to not play Nason was the right one. Yes, it was. And if, like, Ajo get, got banged up in this game and he's dealing with something minor, he shouldn't play Monday. That's fine. I, I don't have a problem with that. But at the end of the day, you want to be healthy going into the playoffs. So really... In my view, do I want to play the Rangers? No. Oh, I don't either. But you win one more game, you have to start to evaluate that in your last two. Is anyone nicked up? If the answer is yes, they shouldn't play those last two games. Because I want them healthy. If I have to play the Rangers, I have to play the Rangers, but I, I want to be healthy doing so. And I want to be healthy playing any team. Pittsburgh isn't a, a cakewalk. Uh, Florida's not a cakewalk. No, none, the of these, none of these teams are And Buffalo could sneak in, so don't think Buffalo can't. They got four games left. Yeah. And their offense is scary. I think we can beat Buffalo a little bit easier than the other three, but Buffalo probably doesn't play us. They probably play Boston. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you're playing against teams who who are all good, and Carolina's still good. I'm not going to say they're not. So... It's important to note in the moment, and it doesn't matter. Uh, Carolina doesn't control their destiny even after this game. Um, yes. But we're going to take a pause because we're actually going to watch another game, the Devils-Bruins game, because that's going to affect our converse- conversation on the standings. Yes. And and after that, we'll get to the three-star th- of the week. Another thing, too, that I thought I liked was seeing Jarvis break his goalless streak. That needed to happen. And that needs to... Open the floodgates. Yeah, it better. So he needs to he needs <laughs> really to start better. to score and score a lot. In the playoffs last year, he was our best player, and he needs to do that again because we need someone who can score. Exactly. So yeah, we'll get to you guys here in a little bit. Thank goodness, Sam. Hallelujah. The <laughs> Devils lost to Boston, and I'm just gonna say this, Hurricane fans. I am not trying to offend you. <laughs> But I think all of us would rather have the Devils lose in this scenario than Boston. So, yes, yes, I am happy Boston won. And I can't watched, believe I'm saying that. Yeah, I mean, I watched the game. It was it was also actually a fun game to watch. It was a, a goaltending show for sure from Blackwood and Olmark. So, um, I mean, I'm happy. Yes, I I'm very happy about that too. So that means uh, the math is reduced to uh, just two games. Yep, we need to win two. You can win the division on Tuesday at home. Yes, at home that would be great to win Monday. So Monday's in Ottawa. Monday's Tuesday's in against Ottawa. Detroit and yes. Thursday's against Florida. Yes, those are going to be very intense games. We're playing against a playoff team. Yeah. In uh, Florida at the end of the season. You don't want that to be the game. But Carolina needs to just win two. So you don't want to have to worry about the Florida game. You need to beat Ottawa. 
what you can do. They are not as good as you. You need to beat Detroit. They are definitely not as good as you, but they have players who can beat you. Carolina was the better team, in my opinion, against the Red Wings. They just let up, and that's why they lost that game against Detroit. But need to win. So you beat Detroit, needed. Then you have to win. In my opinion, I think it's a must-win against Ottawa because you don't want to have to rely on the game against the Panthers. They are the better of these three teams. They are a team who wants to make the playoffs again. It'd be crazy winning the President's Trophy then completely missing the playoffs. They don't want to do that. Florida's in control of their destiny. They, they mean they might clinch beforehand, but I don't know. All those teams are just like keeping pace with each other, so you never know how that's going to go. Um, but the math... I mean, Carolina has controlled their destiny. They controlled it whether New Jersey won tonight or not. It just a matter of whether it was two or three games they had to win in order to secure it. Now, Carolina can still win the division with, like, a singular game, right? Uh, New Jersey has two. Two left. So the most they can get is four points. They have 108. We have 109. So the best they can do if they win... Just one of the last two, the best they can do is 110. Carolina can do it with one. Again, it's up to New Jersey. I don't know when they play. I think I know we make up that game in hand um, on Monday or Tuesday, but I don't know which day the Devils do or do not play. Do you have that in front of you? Yeah, I am pulling that up. Uh, for New Jersey, they play two more games. What days do they play those games? Uh, they play those games on Tuesday and Thursday. So, theoretically, regardless, Carolina, if the Devils lose Tuesday and Carolina wins Tuesday, regardless of what happens on Monday, Carolina can win the division. Um, because if now, the Devils lose, it's just one game. So The opponents they're playing against. Their, their last game will be at Washington. Don't they play Edmonton? No. No. But they play at home against Buffalo. Oh. And and we have seen unfortunately with a loss against Buffalo how good Buffalo can be. So, I think it's not like we didn't beat the New Devils this year either. So, Yeah, and I mean Washington I, I mean they're clearly to me not a team that's at the level of Buffalo, but they're not a pushover. They still have yeah. Ovechkin. Yeah. They still have their older veterans. Yeah, I mean, you you want to go into these games, these next two, with as must-win mentalities to win the division, right? And so you need to have the you mentality. You need to not care. You need to have the mentality of just doing your job, basically. Yeah. And like what you said, it's winning, but you also don't let the results of the New Jersey games get in the way yeah. of that. Yeah. For sure. And, I mean, at the end of the day, Carolina controls her destiny. And was this loss today upsetting? Sure. But the meltdown on Twitter was kind of ridiculous. So I agree with Adam there. I mean, and if you're calling him out for that, just stop. Stop. Don't be stupid. Dude's doing his job. He's pointing. There's a fine line. There's a difference, right? I mean, you agree with me. There's a difference between calling out specific issues and then just melting down saying they're a first-round knockoff, right? Now, that can be your opinion. 
Which sure. is fine. Everybody is entitled to their opinion. But I think in order to have a more civilized manner in all this, yeah. back that up. Why do you think that is? Yeah. Back it up with reason and facts. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, right now, the way the Hurricanes goaltending, offense, penalty kill, and power play are playing, I don't know if Carolina can make it out of the first round. But I also have to understand this team won, what was it, like seven straight without Ajo or without Slavin? And then they it did Ajo. it again with Slavin being out. So they can win without their best players. To say they can't is wrong, but you just have to understand who you're playing against. Is there a possibility they get knocked out in the first round? Yes, right now. And I need them to prove to me they can do it. They can win because they haven't yet in these last month or probably like two months. Even when Svetch was playing, the Hurricanes often started to taper. Right? So, but to, to go all bonkers on Twitter, look, I get the doom and gloom. I can feel that sometimes. I think every Hurricanes fan does, especially the last couple months aren't haven't been great for the Hurricanes. But Auntie Ronta hadn't lost a game in regulation since November. He lost one today. Uh, okay, one since November. I think we can live with that. I mean, in in my opinion, you know, that's just reality. But. Look, if you want to lose it, go ahead and lose it. But, I mean, don't attack Adam Gold for calling it out because he had the guts to say it's true. Stop. Just stop. Don't lose it. And he was able to back it up with the stats and all that type yeah. of stuff. When so you call that's out, the most important thing. Because he calls out specific instances where there's problems. Which is what why I like about him is that he's not really biased for the Hurricanes. If there's an yeah. issue, he's willing to call that out. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, I'm not... The, the b- most active listener of the Canes cast, but I just think Adam Gold's more objective than Mike and Shane are. That's just my opinion, though. Yeah, and I think that's fine. And of the two, uh, Shane is more um, honest. Or he, not, I, I'm not going to say, okay, he, let me completely change <laughs> what I just said. Not saying there, he's not honest. Shane can be more objective sometimes than Mike, and I get it. I do. They're doing their job. I don't have any problem with that. And it's not like what they say is wrong either. The Hurricanes are the number two team in the National Hockey League for a reason. At least last I checked, they were number two. That could have changed. I don't know where Toronto sits, but I know they were close. Um, uh, check that. Are they number two? Or are they still, are they three? They're, they're probably two or three. Uh, which team? Carolina. Are they number two in the NHL or number three? They're number two. They're still number two? Okay. So they're the number two team in the National Hockey League for a reason. For a specific reason. And that's with about 14 games without two of your best players. Ajo and Slavin. Plus the games you haven't had Svechnikov. Plus the games you haven't had Pacioretty. Plus the games you haven't had Kasha. Do I believe they needed to replace the Kasha-Pacioretty goal scoring at the deadline? Yes. What I have, what I have traded, Nik- I know you and I don't agree. I would have moved Nikishkin for for Timo Meyer, and I think if you say no, that's a valid opinion too. But I would not have. I would have done it for the offense. I don't. Svech injury happened. My desire to do the deadline moves well before the deadline. I've been exceptionally consistent on what they needed to do at the deadline. It has nothing to do with the Svech injury at all. 
if you said you liked your team at the deadline, okay, but then what was the point of Patrick and Kasha? Yeah, and I mean, to be honest, again, I'm not, I wasn't really looking for a Timo Meyer type move toward the very end time of the trade deadline stuff because I think if they have gotten a maybe a more of a top nine forward instead because Poliarvi, when we got him, he was not a top nine forward. He was a fourth line guy. Then I I think that would have really helped with the harsh talk on Carolina. Yeah. They had gotten like they, a... they, they, that means that they tried. Yeah, I mean, got a, if they got Tyler Bertuzzi, that would have been, I think, sufficient. Would have been acceptable. Just as an example, right? A Tyler but it Bertuzzi, shows they've like, tried, but yeah, I we've mean, already talked about that. Yeah, it is it is what it is at this point. But to say that the team, I don't think they have the ability to, to win the Stanley Cup this year, but they've also done so good this season that if they play their game their goaltending is there they can win the Stanley Cup winning games 2 to 1 1 to nothing 3 to 2 and take advantage of home ice which is why the division is so important right cuz i think the rangers can beat the snot out of any of those west any of those wild card teams and i think the same for boston they could just outscore any of their problems there I think the only one that might be deceptively good, like seriously good, is Florida, because they have been on a heater lately. They, they've been <laughs> Florida's scaring me a little bit more than I thought they were, because that was the team I wanted to play. But Florida's played very good down the stretch. So, do I think it's a lock for Boston to to win the first round? No, I, I just I don't know if in the East there is much difference between all the teams. Yeah, well, uh, let's do three stars of the week. I do remember last week I started first. Yeah. So, so I'll go first this time. Yours? So my third star is Yesep Yarvi. He makes a reappearance in my stars. I just what I look for is effort, and I see it from him every night. He had a gorgeous play today. Helped start the gorgeous play today with the uh, Aho line. Um, a gorgeous tic-tac goal from Pugliarvi to Tevo from to Ajo for the goal. So it's just that no matter where he's played, there's effort and he's getting the chances. And I truly believe at some point it's going to go in for him, right? It's got to. And when they do, I feel like they're just going to start to go in a lot for him because it I don't know if there's anybody else on the team that's had as many chances as him that are like golden opportunities. And right now I think he's just fighting it. But once they go in, I think he could be a top point producer in the playoffs. That's my hot take. Koyarvi, once he gets one, going to be one of the top five point producers in the playoffs. If he gets one, he'll be top five for the Carolina Hurricanes. Number two star. Um, I thought Ajo was great this week. I, I think he... I think he is on a, you know, doing what he has to do. I wish he would do more. I told you I wish he could do more. I would like to see him take over a game more than he has. But he has the capability, a, I yeah. think, of taking over a game. On a week where I think uh, on a week where Carolina wasn't 
as good as they needed to be beating one of these two teams. Because if they won both of these games, they would have won the division. So already, and then they could start to rest some players down the stretch. But they didn't, so they got to play. Ajo did what he needed to do this week, and and that's fine. So, yeah, Ajo gets the second star. He's doing what he's got to do. He has to carry this team. Um, and he had a gorgeous goal today. So I give props for when you put the puck at the back of the net and you have an unbelievable play. And I'm hoping that gets that line rolling, right? And Tavo rolling. My first star, again, he plays so good. I don't blame him for today. Auntie Ranta has done really well. He got, he, he, for, and this is more for his performance against Ottawa than it is for his performance against Buffalo. I thought Ranta was excellent against Ottawa. He should have been the first star of that game. Um, so really, my stars didn't change a whole lot. I kept Boyarvi at number three. I think he may have been my second last week. And then Ronta, once again, number one. But until Ronta shows that he's not good or he can't play, he's going to keep getting the star because I feel like right now he is the only goaltender of, the th- of at least the two that we have in the NHL right now that there might be trust there. I don't know, but I feel like we may play better in front of Ronta, but Ronta's making saves. Yeah. That Freddie's is. not. So that's those are my three stars. All right, my three stars. So to me, number three is going to probably be Stephen Nason. He got two assists against Ottawa. And I thought he plays very good. And I think in the Sabres game, just not seeing him on the ice, I thought made a there is a difference with him not being on the ice against Buffalo that I think Canes could have had. Again, he kind of reminds me a little bit of like a Brock McGinn type of player. He's a player that, I mean, I wouldn't think he's as physical as Brock McGinn. He's not as physical as McGinn, but he's got more skill. But he has more skill. Uh, he has a nose for being around the net, which I like. I think you need more players like that. And he's not afraid to get up in another person's face. Yep. Uh, so I really like that about Nason. Two assists, and I think there's a difference in the Buffalo game. I'm not really counting a lot in the Nashville game because, I mean, you get shut out. So... That's that's how I viewed it. To me, my second star is going to be Ronta. Um, even though he had his first loss in what seventeen game win point streak or whatever. Yeah, yeah for the Hurricanes. <laughs> yeah, that was a long Since time. Since November. Yeah. I mean, you gotta give that guy credit. He he's been the best goalie out of all three for the Hurricanes. He gets my second star, and to me, my first star, who has kind of, I mean, he might be that second line center. And that's KK. I think KK has been playing very good. He, I think this is the best I have seen him play, and I think I'm I'm gonna pull up his stats here because. I know he's having a career year. Yes, in 79 games. He has 16 goals, 24 assists, and 40 points. And is a plus 10. That is a huge improvement from last year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I am really happy with KK. Again, I think um, 
The only thing that he probably needs to work on is his passing ability. But I love his shots. I really do. He has an impressive shots. He has an impressive two-way ability. He has the size of Stahl. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a great player. So those are my three stars. Yeah, and in my opinion, don't change your top th- your top six. Keep them as they are right now. Poyarvi, Aho, Taravainen, KK, Jarvis, Natchez. Don't change those six. Let them mesh. Because what we saw today, those are the two best lines on the ice today. Two best. Jarvis finally got a goal. Aho got a goal. That line clicked. Yes. The only thing I think you and I would agree on is probably take Stepan out. Out. Yes. And put Nason in. Na- yes. I, I, I like Stasny more than I like Stepan. I, I don't understand why in the name of all that is holy that you took Stasny out for the game against Nashville made zero sense. Stasny had been playing so much better than Stepan, but Rod seems to love Stepan for some reason. <laughs> I do not know why. I like Stasny a lot, a lot more. So Stasny needs to play Monday. Um, you know our our viewers are our listeners are getting spoiled. Sam, they get an episode Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Yeah. Sorry, you don't get any Thursday. We're taking a night off. I'm sorry. There's no game, so we're taking a night off. Then you get one Friday. Then you get one on Monday. But because of the because it's the playoffs, it's going down the stretch. Again, though, because we're having multiple episodes, they're not gonna be hour long episodes. No, we're we're covering the game. It's probably gonna be around twenty minutes kinda kinda around Adam Gold's. Yeah, we're we're covering the game. Twenty minutes. We're gonna chat about them. We're gonna take a look at them. And we're going to uh, talk about the standings. That's what we're doing every night. Game and the standings where Carolina is. We hope it'd be nice to come back to you guys Tuesday night. And maybe we can do at the end, instead of three stars of the week, three stars of our of the game. Yeah, that's what we'll do for each of those. Um, and then we're going to enjoy playoff hockey. Yes. See you guys next week. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at the Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time.